Hey, you guys. What's up? It's your girl, Cocaine Kisses. You already know. I'm in the fucking building. You in the building? We in the fucking building. It's Saturday. Sticky icky. Definitely. Um. So, yeah. Let's just jump right into it and um, get this shit crack a lacking. Let's pop it. Eight. Ignition sequence has started. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. We have commit and we have lift off at 213. Saturn 5 building up to 6 million pounds of You're jamming with the hottest disc jockey. What's up, you guys? How the hell are you? Everybody good? Everybody good? It's fucking Saturday. <laughs> yes, right? Um, I know a lot of us parents who've already started uh, remote learning again is glad it's fucking Saturday. It has only been a week. It's only been a week for me from remote learning. But yes, yes, Saturday. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. So what's up, everybody? How are you? First and foremost, you guys already know. I love you. Thank you for always tuning in, listening to your girl, supporting me. Um, however you support me, whether it's listening, um, donating, subscribing, sharing. You know, I appreciate all forms of love, positive love, all forms of positive love. And um, yeah. I'm here to talk my shit because you like to hear it. So let's get it in. Uh, yeah, so um, a lot of things, right? It's always a lot of fucking things that pop into my brain or come across and I read, right? Like you guys do, right? Because my listeners read and shit. They don't just listen. They go out there and they do their own research, right? I always implore that you do that, right? Take nothing for face value. Go and do your own homework to see if it checks out. But um, yeah, before I even uh, jump right into some forms of fuckery I've read about, uh, let me give a huge shout out to my latest country listening in. You guys are so fucking dope, yo. Uh, <laughs> shout out, big shout out to Brazil. Thank you. do every time I get a new country that has started listening in I show respect and homage and appreciation by representing their national anthem so let's go Brazil you in the fucking building this morning
know how I do. If you don't, then this is what it is. Um, I'm huge on homage and appreciation. So anytime I find out that another country has started listening to my podcast, I show respect as I should, you know? And um, I play the national anthem. That's my way of saying thank you. And I appreciate you. So shout out again to Brazil for being in the fucking building. And I hope you enjoy the shows. So with further ado, moving forward and forward, we shall move. Yeah. So um, you guys remember, I think it was last episode um, when I was telling you about how Whoopi Goldberg sent out a tweet about how Disney should uh, create a common attraction in the form of a Wakanda sort of um, theme. And um, I spoke briefly on the feedback. Yeah, I spoke briefly on the feedback that was generated from a representative of Disney and basically just to summarize, they gave like acknowledgement to all of the uh, many attractions they have there at Disney and then indicated their appreciation and, you know, condolences to the passing of Chadwick. But they make no, like, in that moment, any clear indication that, yeah, they were considering it, right? So you know what happened, right? <laughs> No, you probably don't. So let me tell you what the fuck happened. <clears throat> so I explained to you guys how my boo Whoopi addressed, you know, the question to Disney. And basically, uh, their way of responding was how I mentioned in addition to saying that There will be like a Avengers Campus E ticket attraction. So I guess, you know, and obviously Black Panther is part of that. So I guess that's their way of um, kind of making some adjustments or, you know, paying homage in a sense or tribute. Uh, basically the building... <clears throat> is going to open in two phases. You like kind of step on a, uh, what they refer to as a Quinjet and you fly alongside the Avengers and what they refer to as an epic adventure to Wakanda and beyond. So I don't know if you guys knew about this but it stated that this attraction already has been quietly shelved for Hong Kong Disneyland for a little while now so I do have Hong Kong listening in um got some listeners from Hong Kong let me know um and feedback when exactly did that take place is that up and running Anyway, you do have a lot of fans who have definitely brought this to light and want to see it happen. I know I fucking want to see it happen. So, yeah, we should see that happen. While we're still on the topic of Chadwick, um, (laughs) 
you know, you can't black people, black fucking people. It's not always about, and we've really got to stop doing this. Like so many of us do this shit. It's so narcissistic. This narcissism is just, uh, it's disgusting. Um, and perhaps you see it a different way than I do, but I'm just going to give it to you the way I fucking saw it and digested it when I read it. Yeah, it was just disgusting. But um, I'm not sure if you know, but your boy, Omari is, Omari. <laughs> you know, I really actually like Omari Hardwick, but... Um, and if you don't know who that is, that is the actor who plays Ghost in Power. He uh, did some really weird shit a couple of days ago, you know, and I'm really surprised at him for even doing this. Um, I expected him to have more reverence and humility about himself and this, you know, unfortunate loss we've had. Like, how the fuck did you make this about you? But somehow he did. And it backfired. And I'm telling you people, this is, we're, we're, we're transitioning to some different times. You better keep up. Because all this, I, I, look at me, narcissistic, self-centered, self-serving behavior that we've been so accustomed to for so long. Yeah, it's getting ready to be over with that. Okay, I'm just letting you know, (laughs) giving you a heads up. You need to reinvent the things about yourself. If you actually do um, share these traits, yeah, you, you, you should totally get rid of them because it's nasty. So Omari decided to use what he thought, I guess, was a tribute to Chadwick. Uh, as a way to basically give his own self honor. It's, it's, it was really weird. So, um, in 2018, Chadwick had accepted the NAACP award. And Amari decided to kind of briefly discuss that day. In this, how do you refer to this shit? <laughs> like, in this statement, Chad, uh, excuse me, not Chadwick, Amari is quoted with saying the following. I didn't have enough time that faithful night to share what I whispered to you. And it starts off like if it's going to be, you know, a heartfelt statement of some sort. But like I said, it gets really fucking weird. He starts basically talking about himself as if he was going to like pick up the torch in a sense. And carry this legacy of Black Panther. It 
it just made it really disgustingly nasty and inappropriate. That's not the message we needed. You know, there was a young lady. Her name is uh, Chocolate Beauty with a K. Um, shout out to her. Because she basically addressed this selfish statement that he projected out here for us all to fucking read. She goes, mm, how did you manage to make Chadwick passing about you? You played a drug dealer and Chadwick played some of the greatest inspirations for African-Americans. You can't even equate the two. Um, and you know, unfortunately you don't want to compare. I wouldn't want to be in a, in a position to even have to compare both actors. They're amazing. Chadwick was phenomenal, but I do understand the point in which she said and why she said it. Like, dude, why are you so-called supposed to be giving acknowledgement to this amazing man that we no longer have here with us and you somehow managed to discuss you, you, I, me, all about me? Like, how inappropriate was that? Like, why are you... It, I was shocked. Like, I was, I was outraged that he even did such a thing. He did um, express love and refer to him as a superhero. He knew he was from the moment they met, but it definitely was really geared all about himself and his achievements. And I just don't know how you even had the balls to do such a thing. That You know, we really got to stop with this attention whoring. This is bad. Like, this is fucking bad people. Black people specifically, right? So I'm not okay with that. And because of that, got me looking at you with the squint now. You know, in all honesty, from the entire black community, Amari, you really, Amari, Amari, you really deserve a, a couple of them too, just like, Just don't do no shit like that. What's wrong with you? Yeah, bad form. Yeah, he doesn't stand alone, though. So, just know. That's just some other motherfuckers that's just so... Like, come on, guys. All right? (laughs) Ah, come on. So, I know you know. And if you don't know, I, I gladly am pleased to let you know of course um what the fuck just occurred with future's baby mama and i know you probably like which one (laughs) eliza um what went on with their situation and child support and okay women Before I even jump into that, let me just say this really quickly, because I actually have a segment on here about child support, and most of it was geared from the perspective of the woman who solely has custody of the child, and how sometimes, in most cases, you deal with men who are like absent parents, or they're like bare minimumly, that's a word, (laughs) they're at the bare minimum contributing, however they think they're contributing, right? So, I'll say this, women, right? 
and I'm a real bitch all day and tomorrow. One of the realest, right? Left, because there ain't too many of us. There's nothing wrong with seeking child support from the father of your child. It's sad we even, or you even, or women even need to do that because one would hope that the relationship is grounded as parents, not as whatever you used to fucking be. When that's over, right, and all that is left is you guys as parents to this child or children you've brought into this world, one would hope that you guys are civilized enough to where you could come to a common denominator, come to an agreement where you don't have to involve, as you like to put it, men, the man in y'all's business, right? Most times the man gets in the business, the white man, that is the court, the system, child support, because neither parties can agree to be fucking adults about the contributions financially of the child, right? And there's a lot of reasons for that. I spoke on it before. Um, I gladly will add some now. It's a very mixed uh, role play that goes on. You have some women who are malicious and they use child support as a means to be fucking petty. And then you have some women who are really doing what they need to do. And the fathers or whoever is the co-parent is not helping and doesn't feel like they have to until you have to put them in these situations right where you gotta go to court and do all of this type of shit right I for one as a woman who have who has two children do agree that child support is your right as a woman should you feel your child's father isn't contributing or not contributing to the amount that's reasonably sufficient for that child, for the child. Do, do understand what I just said, the child. Because a lot of times, and I think this is one of those situations with Eliza, I, I, I'm just analyzing it. I don't know her personally, but it seems to fit in this category where many women use child support as a way to act as though they're going to purposely financially cripple the father of their child. And it's always mostly done for spite. You bitches is harboring negative vibes and ill wills and feelings. So you're using your kid as a pawn on a chess game. That's fucked up. And don't act like it's not happening. Real bitches in attendance, they're like, yeah, Cole, you know, that's the shit that they do. They, not me, not them, not the bitches that... The real bitches, we don't move like that. You other bitches, this is what y'all do. And when you are blessed to actually have a father for your children who does have some financial stability, you think that's a way for you to just feel, oh, he's supposed to give me all this shit, or this is mine, and I'm just going to say I need it for child support, or I need this, I need that, and listen... God sees all. Whether you believe there's a God or not, I'm telling you. When you move with ill intentions, however you move in, that shit come back. Yes, the father of the child or the mother of the child needs to be equally contributing to this child's well-being. But it is not okay for you to manipulate the situation. And if that's what your bitches is out here doing, 
Y'all better understand that shit comes back to backfire. It comes back to bite you right in the ass and yeah, you have situations like this situation I'm getting ready to tell you, right? So, Elisa has been, uh, Eliza, 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 you guys would tell me, yeah, whatever, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Anywho, you know they've been back and forth in court with this child support shenanigans, and basically, a Florida judge ruling on the matter was she's only to get 3200 a month in child support. Whoa. That's the salary of somebody who works a nine-to-five. Seriously. Um, so the reason I think they came, well, they, the judge came to that amount is because Future was claiming he was only making 30000 a month. That's still some money, though. You know what I mean? Um, however, his baby mother was uh, requesting that she get fifty-three thousand a month. Now, this is just ludicrous. So you're asking the man has said that this is what he's making a month, and you're requesting twenty thousand dollars more than what he's already provided. He makes for the month. What is wrong with you? But you see, you see that greed. Allegedly, she says she came up with this amount based on the income that I guess he had or that she reported that he had. But it mattered not. Because at the end of the day, what she ended up getting was $3,200 a month. Now, we all know with child support, things can be modified at any moment at any moment so i'm pretty certain she looks like she's persistent (laughs) she'll be back in court soon as he his his sales go up you know this is sad this is ugly this is nasty y'all gotta be real careful who y'all make these kids with man for real for real um and this ain't even his wife you know this is just a baby mother just imagine if this was your wife and you was getting a divorce like Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre, you know, this is crazy. And I get it. Like, I'm a paralegal, guys. I get the law. I get what she is legally entitled to ask for based on the lifestyle she was living while married to him. I get all of that. But damn, five, stop. Two million a month. What the fuck? Wow, you know, and I'm not going to spend too long on this. I'm going to just say this is some of the reasons why, especially our black men do not want to get married. You understand? Especially if they have some form of financial stability. They're so frightened to marry us because some of you bitches, (laughs) first chance you get to be a missus or something doesn't go right within the marriage Rather than be rational and mature or mature about the situation, nah, bitches is going for the juggler. Gimme, gimme, gimme. This is mine. I put, I, you know, I was, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, I love women. I'm a, I'm a woman, right? You know, by sex. I was born female. <laughs> but 
right is right and wrong is wrong, you guys. You guys could, I know a couple of women is going to disagree with me on this, and that's okay. Ladies, I still love you, but I don't agree with, you know, requesting that form of an amount. And I do get it. Like, just because she asks for that amount doesn't mean the judge will award it. It's like almost... It's like dealing with a lawsuit, right? You 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 ask for the most craziest amount and then work from there, right? But it's just like, damn, like spousal support, okay, cool, whatever. But do you women not have like your own businesses? And I don't know, like I don't know. To each his own. I'm I'm not I'm not. How you how they move in their marriages, divorces, and situations with their baby fathers is 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 how they move, right? I just don't agree with the tactics, for the most part. It, we'll see how this this uh, develops, but I know certainly when I get married, there is no divorce. Number one, but should there be, right? Should there be? We ain't going through none of that, my dude. I'm I ain't even that type of woman, like. We could sign a prenup. I don't care about none of that because I have my own self-worth. I didn't come into this relationship trying to gain nothing from my partner other than his heart. That's it. That's it. Like, if God forbid it doesn't fucking work out, there is no taking you and spousal support and I want this and I was there when you made these tracks and I've been... Oh, man, to me, that's just like, wow, really? Was it ever for love then? Like, I don't got time for that. If you don't want to be with Cole no fucking more, then nigga, go your fucking way. <laughs> Word. I ain't in the business of keeping niggas that don't want to be kept. All right? And I'll go my fucking way. I don't come into no situation looking to gain anything other than my person for who they are. You bitches is weirdos. And they say I'm the weirdo, but fuck it. I'll be the weirdo because <laughs> at least my man will be secure knowing my bitch is here because she's loyal. She not here because of anything I got. She got her own shit. Whether it's a lot or a little, it's hers. You see, bitches? I don't know. Mm, I don't know. Okay. So let's get to the battle. I know. It's like you guys are probably like, about fucking time, Cole. Yeah, I know. You guys still love me, though. You know, I be doing a lot, you guys. A lot of things are moving for me. Um, you know, opportunities coming my way. Things are moving kind of, product, you know, progressing, I should say, swiftly. So I'm just trying to keep afloat. And then, you know, um, I got the girls and school started. And on top of that, I didn't even let you guys know. Like, I pushed back going to law school for a uh, to winter semester because I just can't realistically juggle all these things that just wouldn't be smart. Something is going to be fucked up if I do um and it's no rush like you know I'll sit with my masters for another semester but um yeah I gotta get a door situated with remote learning Heavenly's fine she's in her last year of high school so you know but you know priorities and so I can get back to that so giving you just an update on that and where I'm at with uh school and whatnot if you were wondering um but you know me I love education so I'll be right back at it as <laughs> soon as I free up some things that I got going on on my calendar. Yeah, God is good, you guys, all the time. So, let me get to it with this battle and how I felt about this Brandy and Monica battle. Um, And what the word has been about this battle. So, I know 
a lot of people in my age bracket, my age genre, demographic, we grew up listening to Brandy and Monica, and they were like the Cardi and and Nicki, right? Of R and B, <laughs> especially when that beef had surfaced with that song, the infamous "Boy's Mine," right? And, the, and even down to how the video was done. So, with word came that they were doing a versus battle with Brandy and Monica. <coughs> Collectively, we're all like, okay, let's see how this gonna go. <coughs> and we saw how it went. <coughs> Woo. I tell you, it's fucking gas. Okay, let's get into it, you guys. For starters, I think uh, these women definitely, definitely deserve a round of applause for like breaking records on um, Versus. I think they surpassed 1.2 million views, if I'm not mistaken. So definitely huge congratulations to them for doing that and round of applause for them achieving such a landmark result in views like good women i see you queen yeah so of course a lot of people was in the building i think one of the most note worthy people that uh in media mentioned that uh made a debut or you know let it be known that they were in attendance was Kamala Harris. Uh, she definitely made an appearance. But uh, there were some like awkward moments for me. So I'm gonna jump into how I, uh, how the scoreboard went, but let me just say the energy for me from the women was lacking. It's a little weird. Um, and uh, you know, questions came about why certain songs weren't played and you know even down to it was it was it was weird you know the fans sometimes you guys you're a bit too much sometimes fanatics for real um controversy over whether or not monica actually wore a authentic fendi outfit which she did by the way um for those who didn't know it was a stylist of cardi b who organized her outfit or her um her look right and so he used a trench coat or a trench and you know made alterations to the material from that and that's how you got the outfit that Monica had on that night but um this is how it went round one was Brandy's What About Us versus Monica's Everything to Me. And so, I honestly have to say, I agreed with uh, Billboard in choosing Brandy as the winner for that. That actually is from... Um, 2002, I believe. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Round two. 
Brandy's He Is versus Monica's A Dozen Roses. Mm. A lot of people actually like this um, song, He Is. A lot of fans appreciate that song a lot. I am also in agreement with Billboard. I went with Monica. Uh, you know, it was a lot of discussion back and forth, um, Brandy <clears throat> regarding the single. So forth and so on. I mean, for the most part, round threes, full moon versus Monica So Gone. Monica took it. Monica basically said that um, that specific song found her like in a moment of a crossroads in her romantic life. Like, I guess wherever she, relationship-wise, she was dealing with some things. So, you know, Monica took it for there. Now, this is the one for me that is super hard to choose. And it was round four's I Want to Be Down versus Monica's Don't Take It Personal. Like, seriously, how do you even, okay, really? I don't. I'm just playing a snippet. I'm playing a snippet. You tell me how you choose one over the other. I'm just saying.
Okay, see? So for me, hashtag I do not own the rights to this song. <laughs> I don't got no money, don't try to sue me. But um, yeah, to me personally, maybe because during that era, I gravitated more to Monica. Now both women are amazing singers. I appreciated them then and now. But when I was growing up, um, and I loved both of them the same, but Monica had an edge more for me because Brandy was such a like, really well, and I hate to say it this way, but I just have to say it the way I f it comes out. Brandy was such a goody, goody, goody. Like she was two sides to everybody, right? So she, Brandy's a side that, you know, could, could get good grades, very polished, you know, that type of energy, which is great, right? But who's always like that? So Brandy was always like that in every character or portrayal of a sort that she was she was involved in. It's just she was a squeaky, squeaky clean. And so who's always squeaky, squeaky fucking clean? So I couldn't always resonate with Brandy. And then there's Monica. Cause yeah, motherfuckers is just one of them days sometimes when you wanna be all a fucking lone. And so when she came out with that song, it was like, yes, speak for us. We don't mean to hurt your feelings, nigga, but sometimes, uh, don't take it personal, fuck. But <laughs> shout out to you, Monica, for that. Cause that definitely resonated. Um, But uh, Billboard actually, you know, they gave a win to Brandy, which is cool and all that. I disagree. I would have gave it the Monica, actually. Um, uh, my mom, look, my mom says she like Brandy. So I don't give a fuck. It's my show. I like my. <laughs> now, nah, shout out to both queens, though. But I, I, again, it's what resonates with you, right? That's the kind of time I was on. You put both songs against each other. I really don't like to do it because it's such banging tracks like damn why did you make me have to yeah but that's how the setup was uh round five was brandy's um ooh, brandy's baby versus monica's like this and like that so i'll, I'll give you a little snippet of that too because them shits is both fire too <laughs> Shit, though. You know that it was that shit, though. 
Okay, 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 okay. But mm, this shit right here, though. This shit right here. Oh, man. Speaking for me, I get, and again, it's, it's, this is why I understand why they probably don't judge it. Because I guess it does depend on the listener. I would have chosen, in all honesty, Monica. And I like the, um, the rap verse to that too. Super dope. But, um, yeah, I. Okay. Billboard gave the win to Brandy. So, but I can understand why. I think mostly because Baby was um, promoted a lot more than this song. Like this and like that. This is actually, like you had to, I feel like you had to have Monica's album to really remember this song. Or like this and like that. Because it wasn't really at that time played on a radio in New York, right? But Baby definitely was. Like, I never even seen the video to like this or like that until like recently, like a couple of years recently. Like, when I was growing up, I didn't see that shit. Um, But both are really dope songs. Round six was Brandy's Angel in Disguise versus Monica's You Should Have Known Better. This is two powerful, very beautiful songs. Um... I'm glad that they actually paired those two up against each other. If you want to look at it that way, really appropriate to uh, have them, you know, align to each other. But this is these are some really powerful lyrics. Um, you know, I'm, you know, I'm gonna play it, so I cannot not play it. But. Um, 
They gave the win to Monica. I definitely agree with that. But Angel in Disguise is so fucking beautiful. Like, to let you guys know, they broke records with this uh, versus battle. Like, they really outdid themselves. Uh, really a very beautiful evening for, for black women, for black music, for black entertainment. Not BET niggas, just black entertainment. Um, nothing against BET, I'm just saying. I ain't advertising for nobody's shit. But moving forward, yeah, I just wanted to let that be noted. That if you saw it, you know it was fucking legend. It's legendary to me because I love music. And to see, you know, these kind of things happen. Compliments of Timberland. Swiss Beats and them. And everybody else involved in the movement. It's a great thing to witness. I do wish they would have done a lot more live performances. And it came with some energy. It was was very dry as far as, like, to me, the energy level. I'm not the only one who feels like that. I've spoken to some other people that that watched the event. They sort of said the same shit. You guys, I'm curious to see what you feel. But let me give you these, these beautiful, beautiful songs. It's the snippets, though. Monica. Didn't 
So you understand exactly why Monica got the win for that. Definitely no debate in that. Um, and again, both songs was beautiful. But yeah, that hit differently. That hit real different. Um, in round seven. So before I even go forward, let me go back a little bit. because. All right, you guys. In round four. I do want to make note that Brandy was very humble, right? Like, so she gave a lot of, you know, praise to Monica about how amazing uh, Monica's song, Don't Take It Personal, was at the time that she heard it. In fact, she was like, who is that with all of that confidence and swag? I want to do a song with her. I thought that, end quote, I thought that was interesting because, you know, even though we're much older now and we've definitely as women gotten past a lot of childish tactics that we might have you know displayed in our younger days I found it interesting that she portrayed their relationship back then as if she was all for being best friends I mean I don't know didn't really seem that way (laughs) I was there back then in that time era so it's interesting to hear her say now that in that moment then she was super eager to collab with her so yeah okay brandy um but for the most part in these rounds there was like i'm not kidding you guys you know if you saw the shit like where was the fucking energy that's i'm not gonna you know me i'm not sugarcoating shit this is cold you know i'm gonna give it to you the way it need to be given <laughs> however that is you know take it as it resonates but um the energy was super lacking and i was really surprised by that because um it's not like how when our uh soul sisters and person queens erica badu and uh it's not like when our soul queens and princes did their battle. We they actually did their battle in separate vicinities. They weren't in the same room. You understand? So if one was to kind of say, "Well, Jill Scott and Erica wasn't performing," that was like in the real mid or height of COVID. Nobody was around. We wasn't doing. I don't think any battles were together and if it was theirs certainly wasn't so these two women were so why couldn't y'all get up in 
dance and sing y'all shit. Like, it is what it is, though. You know what I'm saying? You don't got to take my word for it. You can look at this event yourself. If you haven't already, you should have already. This was on August 31st. But um, there's many times within the battle. (laughs) Monica just looks very just disengaged. Monica looks like she's preoccupied with Monica. (laughs) I just do do that. Like, look at it for yourself. You, you, you'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, Brandy definitely does get kudos for being um, able to give recognition to another artist. I, I'm, I'm big on that, right? Shows a lot about that person's character. But, um, so I applaud, I applaud her for that. A lot of humility. Um... And also in round four, I just wanted to men- mention the whole neck energy because for some reason, Brandy seemed like very um, what would I? How would I refer to it? Like being psyched, like she was very psyched on speaking about Monica's neck energy back then. Like back in the '90s, in that time frame when its music was so so. Prevalent, relevant, everything. Monica had this shit with her neck. It was just like, you know, y'all know what I'm talking about. Like, it's just one. So Brandy chose to take that time to speak about it. And um, Monica basically said that when she would get like music and tracks and whatnot from other artists, from um, from producers, if she didn't like the song, when she liked what she was given. If she didn't like the track that was given to her, she would like, you know, with her neck and shit, like, I'm not feeling that. But yeah, thought I'd mention that really quickly because it is some, like, key things that kind of, now that I'm thinking about, that stuck out to me in these particular rounds. Um, But I will say again, I'm just like, where's the energy, women? Like, y'all bitches ain't old, so why was nobody standing up dancing performing come on if x in the building x gonna give it to you x gave it to us why the fuck you bitches then but okay you know i love my bitches i love my sisters don't bitch is not in the term of something negative right now so don't come at me either fans i love you why are you calling them you should know me by now if you're still listening to me you should know bitch is made in many meanings, and in this particular meaning, it's endearment, people. So let's not be overly sensitive, all right? Yeah. But yeah, I am going to call a spade a spade. I'm not your average. I'm definitely going to tell you how I saw it, and you can agree, or you can agree to disagree, right? So moving forward with this iconic um, event. So, yeah, you guys, you know, bear with me because it's like, you know, you remember watching it. And then if you're like me, you you might have read articles about it and kind of getting different opinions or critics, critics, um, viewpoints on how they felt about the event. So that's why it's like it looks like I'm going back and forth from different rounds. But y'all with me, y'all already know how I am and how I do. And you love me for me. So, you know, let's not be so technical. Right. But I did want to say in round five, and that was, again, um, Mon- uh, 
Brandy playing Baby Baby versus Monica's, um, like this and like that. She actually said what I said earlier in this segment about um, you really, for that song in particular, you know, you would really know if you was a fan that had the album versus, you know, just listening to hits that came on the radio or came on TV, on BT, you know, the videos at the time. And so, yes, I, w- I had um, both albums of both women, but like she said, that particular song like that, like, oh, uh, like this and like that was definitely um, one of those songs that you just had to be a fan to really know it because like she said, if you was in a concert, she was at a concert and played a song and she probably would observe in the crowd who actually knew this song and the lyrics and who didn't so kind of showed you where your fans were i guess but i know this shit um and uh yeah i mean she does go into and i'm speaking of monica here when i when i say this she does go into explaining uh monica does go into explaining how on that particular album uh for that song she really felt like she had complete freedom um of what it is she wanted to do with that with the music and um she stressed just how important that is or rather was for her then to be able to keep as she referred to her organic touch when it relates to her sound and her music she just did not want to deviate from that and that what made the album so unique was that you know, producers and writers or whoever was working on her team at the time would take her attitude and her stance on, you know, specific topics or just where she was with her energy and, you know, come up with songs based on that. I thought what was crazy, though, about Round 5 is that Brandy was pretty much singing Monica's songs more than fucking Monica. I don't know how to take that. I mean, definitely woman power, support for woman power. That was a little weird, but still, you know me. I'm big on love, so I know it was with all. It was done with love, right? It was all love. Um, But Monica definitely really outdid herself on the acapella tip. Um, Queen definitely still got it. Anybody who was doubting she definitely made you motherfuckers believers um, that night. And I never doubted it because these women are amazing vocalists. Like, you know, it's, it's funny because somewhere in the battle, Brandy actually says, you know, this is before auto tunes. And I'm glad that she made reference to that because a lot of times music just is heavily relied on, um, you know, how, like enhancements. Okay, and yeah, let's just get back to the root of good music, people. If we can, if we can. Okay, something I didn't know, though, that Monica pointed out was that that song, um, like this and like that, she said she recorded it when she was 12 years old, and I guess, you know, they held it to combine it with the rest of the catalogs that they have for that particular album. So I... Totally did not know that. I learned something new that day when I watched the battle. Um, Yeah, so then we proceeded on to round six, which is what you heard me play lastly, I think, as far as the music is concerned. So, um, 
you know, a lot of people didn't know this, and Brandy um, was kind enough to share this fun fact, that Joe, who is an amazing fucking singer, um, another singer who I bought album, and you can play from beginning to end. Like, I miss that wave of music, too. Like, oh, man. But in, in any sense, um, Joe was actually sampled on Angel's Disguise. So, um, for those who didn't know that, most of us knew that, right? But if you didn't, there you go. Fun fact. Um, but, you know, as I was observing round six, I was saying to myself, because Monica's movements and energy from time to time, I don't know. Like, it just, I'm a very observant person. So, her, her, her vibe sometimes was just periodically appearing to, like, give off glances of, sh- of shame. I don't know if it was done, you know, unbeknownst to her. Like, sometimes, you know how some people, you know, who just have the stink face and they don't even realize that they're making the stink face because they do it so fucking often that it just becomes to them their regular fucking face but that's what it was for me like periodically watching her reaction to certain things or you know whatever caught her attention at the time Monica just looked to periodically just either give the glances of whatevs or like yeah okay but again that's just how I looked at it you might have saw something different I definitely seen that um this particular round, um, Brandy definitely, you can see, loved this song. Because she kind of zoned out. Like, there was moments where she, she just closed her eyes and just let it all just stand You know, probably forgot Monica ass was even sitting next to her. Um, and, yeah, it was in this round she actually yells out. This is before auto-tunes, y'all. So, shout out for authenticity all day. Um, Monica definitely killed this round too, which should have known better. Like, that song is fucking dope as hell. You heard it. Like, that song is, man, listen. Man, listen, man. You gotta really listen to that song. Um, please, I, I encourage you to do so. Both songs are amazing, but. I definitely have Monica for the win for that. Um, Dope video, too, by the way. Um, But it was at this moment, it really sunk into, for me in this round, that Brandy was really treating this shit like the den. Like, like, oh, we really are just going to keep giving intermissions of poetry. Okay. No problem, little Maya. Um, Angelo, that is. Rest in peace, Maya Angelo. But um, I dig it. I dig it. I guess she really, you know, this is her thing. And didn't know Brandy was so heavily, you know, involved in poetry. But I see that she is. And so, yeah. There was a lot of moments of that. <laughs> um, it's funny because uh, Monica asked her during round six who, who she loved. Because she was singing the song with so much, like... Affection, and uh, Brandy, Brandy says um, she's in love with herself. I dug that response. Definitely, it's a lot of people who can't really say that. Um, but 
she goes on to, re to respond that she's in love with herself and her family. She's not involved with anybody at the time. She's single. Monica admitted to being single as well. Um, but Monica seems to have a little situationship. Like, you know, and when she broke it down the way she broke it down, you know, is what led her to play her song, which was Should Have Known Better. So... Which she actually gave us some acapella for too. This this woman, man, these women, I should say, just insanity that they just play such amazing music of theirs, and they still were singing their music and sounded really well. So again, shout out to the queens for that. Round seven um, is when it was it was round seven you guys not round six forgive me you know i'm a human sometimes that makes mistakes <laughs> yeah so part human right but yeah it was actually round seven you guys not round six so forgive me on that but it was round seven where brandy actually uh did the whole in interlude of poetry and uh she gave a um tribute in poetry to um, Kobe Bryant, um, these are just some of the names that she mentioned uh, in recognition and remembrance. Uh, Nipsey Hussle, Gianna, the daughter of Kobe Bryant, Chadwick Boseman, uh, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, which was very interesting because I know how. Um, close of a relationship Whitney Houston and Brandy had and, and it's, it's ironic because I remember the last interview I saw with Whitney um, and I think Brandy even being in the same um, room Monica was in a room with them as well and so was Clive Davis so um, interesting that she would uh, recite this poem for our beloved deceased brothers and sisters who have gone on to glory and it led straight into uh missing you so i'm gonna let you hear a little sample of that um because what would i be without playing that like come on it's missing you You guys stuck it out with me this long cut it out co loves you though i'm missing But I'll try 
to Vanessa Bryant, uh, Kobe's uh, wife. I didn't know, though, that I'm surprised I didn't know this shit. You learn something every day. I don't pretend to know everything, right? Because the man who knows everything knows nothing. But I didn't know Queen Latifah was uh, managing Monica around that time. So um, around the time of uh, uh, the Set It Off song, Missing You, I said the Set It Off song. But that's what we know it as, right? Most of us. That's the first thing we think of. But I didn't know that. So shout out to Queen Latifah all day uh, for being the queen that she is. Um, yeah. But uh, this song right here and Missing You, amazing songs, um, an amazing era of music. Um, that kind of closed out uh, round seven. Now in round eight, Brandy, um, you know, gave her little poetry introduction <laughs> before she starts off her song, which, by the way, she indicates is a personal favorite of hers. I'm not going to hold you, though. It's, it's, it's one of those favorites of mine, too. It's a great song if you're a vocalist to sing, right? Because I used to sing, 
No, no bullshit, for real. I used to sing and shit, y'all. It's good too. <laughs> but um, certain songs are great for like warming up when you sing up other, sing by other artists. So I think this is really a great song to do that. And um, it was almost doesn't count. Beautiful song. Um, I'm not gonna play it for you, but you guys know. I can hear somebody like, oh, you know, really? All right, this will be the last songs that I play. Everything else that I discuss, you know, I'm just going to give you the facts in the commentary, but I'll I'll play. Um, almost doesn't count. The snippet for you, so. You're lucky I can channel into some of you motherfuckers. <laughs> Shout out to Brandy for that. Um, it's funny because uh, she actually thanks thanks the fans or thank the fans, I should say, for letting her read her poems and such. She's so humble, so funny too. She has that kind of humor that is like almost sarcastic, not really dry, but like it's not just straight at you humor. You got to have a certain type of level of humor to understand her jokes I get them I fucking get it um <laughs> when she is making jokes right so she came back with that and then Monica responded with this Whenever we touch Baby, that's just Why I love you 
that's just one of the things about being an empath, right? Because no bullshit. I'm sitting here really tearing up. Because those were some good fucking years, man. It's like some music really takes you back to that moment. Like you can literally, I don't know, maybe this doesn't occur for everybody, but I'm very blessed that it occurs for me. Like it's like a, like I'm time traveling. I'm literally just hearing that song right now for you guys, playing it for you. It took me right back to 9-5, right back to 9-6. Okay, I'm good. I can't make this shit up. Oh, my God. I'm good now. Rest in peace to all the people I lost in them years, too. My gosh. Okay. But um, you should have seen Brandy. If you didn't, you should totally go and find this uh, YouTube video on Versus with them. Because Brandy was fucking this shit up. Like, this was her song. Like, singing every, every lyric. And telling us that we better had been singing this shit too. That everyone should be singing. And <laughs> totally was. I know I was. Um, Monica fucked this song up acapella too. Uh, and it was in this moment that Brandy realized and declared like, oh, we just made 1.2 million viewers. That's what they did. They got to 1.2 million. So again, shout out to those women for reaching such an iconic um, level on these versus battle events. Um, ah, very proud of you women. Yes, yes, black queens in the building today and yesterday and the day after that. <laughs> it's what we do. It's what we fucking do. Shout out to women, period. There's something about the black women. I love you queens. Yeah, so, um, in round nine, um, you had Brandy's Broken Hearted versus, uh, Monica's Love All Over Me, so Billboard actually declared Brandy's being the winner of that, um, I would have probably given it a tie, simply because, um, both songs is really, um, very beautiful songs, um, soulfully, I think Love all over me didn't really get a lot of promotion which is probably why a lot of people just weren't familiar with that song unless you're a person who's a fan and you buy albums and you listen to these artists entire album the songs on all their albums and not just you know radio hits but with that being said i'll play i wasn't going to but the spirit told me to play the snippets i did it for erica and jill so i totally am going to do it for these queens you guys are fine with it, so, you know, let's go. Um, I will say, though, before I do play the tracks, that I was kind of a little, a little disappointed in the fact that they kind of cut Monica's song off very quick, like, to me. You let me know what you thought. If you look at the versus battle, or if you remember it when it premiered that, that night, um, this song, Love All Over Me, didn't play too long compared to uh, Brandy's Broken Hearted, but... Um, I will say before I um, again play the snippets is that I believe that what these women showed us in um, their battle and what the artists overall have been showing us in these versus battles are is that um, the key to the key to remaining youthful has nothing to do with makeup, <laughs> um, plastic surgery. 
you know, enhancements of any sort. The key to youth and remaining youth, like that immortality to be youthful, is laughter. I'm be honest. You have to laugh. You have to be able to, like, tune in and uh, channel in into your childhood. And, you know, some of us, it's hard to do that because you might have had traumatic childhoods, and I'm sorry if you did. But there's been some sunny days in your childhood, I would hope. And so... As we get older, I think for me, when people ask me, how do I stay looking so youthful and how come it don't look like I'm aging? You know, God has been good. That's the number one reason all the time. But I think the secondary reason is because um, I don't take this shit too seriously. It could all be going in a... You dig? No, seriously, it can all... No, no bullshit. It can all be going in a... So, you know, when I say I don't take this shit too seriously, not that I don't take my life seriously. I just don't overly dwell on things that cannot or, you know, will not probably change. You know, I change what can be changed and the shit that can't be. I just learn to accept those things as they are, knowing that God does what God does. So said with that being said um i resonated with brandy and i think anybody who's ever sung any song in their life or is still a singer will agree with the statement she made she said that um in this particular um era of her singing that her voice changed a lot so she was dealing with uh changes in her vocals and as a former singer Myself, I can tell you that's what really transitioned me from not singing anymore because it's very hard for a singer who's used to singing at one tempo or one level that if and when their voice changes to kind of really deal with the change. Sometimes it's hard to, you know, transition into a different uh, pitch that you now have because if you're like for me for example I'm I'm gonna use me as an example I used to be a high soprano and after numerous years of smoking (laughs) you know it will affect you and it affected my singing capability so in some songs where I was able to do like really high pitched notes now it's like yeah don't aim for that co You know, you're an alto now, and that's okay, too. But I did resonate, which a lot of singers probably will or did resonate at the time that she made the statement about there being changes in your vocals after some, after some years. Anyhow, like I was trying to say, I really think that, um, you guys forgive me, I'm not home. I'm not where I usually am doing this segment so some funny shit going on but (laughs) here and there and about but anyhow fuck with me though um i definitely resonated like i said with what she said in terms of her voice having certain changes but um this was probably the first time i felt like monica actually gave true artist recognition to brandy on this particular song um and how well she sang the song. But um, when it came to Monica's song, Love All Over Me, they really didn't play that too long. But like I said, let me give you guys brief snippet. Get your shoulders moving a little something to what uh, Round 9 sounded like.
So many memories, right? <laughs> Shout out to uh, Mr. Morris himself, Wenya from uh, Boys to Men. Definitely smashed that song. Totally did. Um, yeah, let me give you Monica's and we will move on to round 10. Dedicated to see murder. which you can definitely tell it if you ever watched this video if you ever saw this video definitely was for C-Murder you definitely get the C-Murder vibes and you know when they were together and that's just something difficult to have to do and being, a, being in a relationship with somebody who's incarcerated to test the loyalty like most things are in true love but moving forward to round 10 yeah yeah, you guys, so before round 10 actually took off, Monica was kind enough to bless us with her latest and newest release um, titled Trenches that she did with Little Baby, produced by the Neptunes. So I'm going to bless you guys and let you hear that like we heard it um, that beautiful day, August 31st. Um, yeah, dope-ass track, by the way, you guys, so I hope you appreciate it the way I did. What you make it. I'll give you my heart if you promise and you won't break it. I'ma keep it real with everyone, it ain't no faking. I was trying to give it to you, you was trying to take it. And you cannot run from reality, gotta face it. I've been trying to do everything for you to just make it. Don't care what people say, especially when they talk crazy. Don't play with me, I'm baby. 
I'm watching in plain view You caught up and tangled in the web of the world I wish I could save you Keep down your Trained you, now listen to your girl Don't let the game keep playing you Take a breather nice and slow I know it feel like they got the eyes in the scope Why you balance so tight, bro? Trying to get the crib, you and I can go To Grammys, Meadow Roses You can have it all if you focus House, really flowing lovely But first, then you gotta trust me, yeah Baby, when the hype get cold Superficial people in your life I'm watching in plain view You caught up and tangled In the web of the world I wish I could save you Keep down your you But street life, it trained you Now listen to your girl Don't let the game keep playing you So then round 10 gets kicked off and Monica, of course, um, starts it off with uh, her song, Anything, um, that featured Rick Ross and Little Kim. And Brandy responded back with her feature, um, well, not her feature, excuse me, her single Top of the World featuring Mace. So, um... Definitely about to bless your ears with those two uh, snippets. But um, what I really enjoyed about round 10 was Brandy um, mimicking her rapping skills to Mace's verse. <laughs> and this is probably the first time I actually saw her get up for a hot second and, you know, bust a move. You know, do a little one-two step. <laughs> um, but she uh, also, which I thought was very notable of her to do... Uh, she mentioned LaShawn Daniels, rest in peace, who um, was a um, an amazing songwriter that she worked with uh, heavily. And so she uh, recognized him by saying that he brought the best out of her vocally, always with love, when it came to supplying her with music. Um, and Monica also admitted that, you know, he was an amazing man to work with and that to this day she could like really still just hear his laugh, which was so like, you know, one of those laughs that's very iconic or, you know, you just know that person's laugh, you know, it's like similar to the laugh I got. If you hear me laugh, it's like, yeah, that's cold laughing. So, um, yeah, let's just jump, jump into this, uh, anything track. Uh, uh, what? As we proceed to give you what you need, as we proceed to give you what you need, like Steve Morning do, I took one look at you, and it was plain to see. We the big bank boys on the boulevard. Putting all the pretty girls in the pretty cars, thou shalt not with rose pockets. Fill up 
That's when I put it. I feel for you. Vodka Ron on my arm. 20 million Teflon Dawn. God bless. Oh, all of the boys on the rise. With my baby girl by my side, baby. You baby. Are someone special for a long, long time. That I can share my dreams. Someone I can go. anything to find you in addition to that um here's brandy's top of the world brandy dog child maze kid all i'm on the rise come on come on come on come on come on I went from Helly Hansen to many mansions. The girls in the Uber doing belly dancing. Spent half of my advancing. Jaws from Branson to make it through my circumstances. But you know I'm wiser now. Move like Kaiser now. Got a butter soft cover just to hide my pound. Got a house in the valley. Come and find me now. Got enough dough to buy the town. So I might give a six to my chick. Bends to my mom's. Crib so big it look like the Cynodon. Give her a couch just to spill Henny on. And been a don since Lotto's and Benetton. Come on. People say that I'm not the same girl They say I think that I'm in my own world What makes them think that I have changed? Yeah I let her talk and try to raise my problems You like you, I have to try and solve them Yes, everything is quite the same Whoa I'm just trying to be me Do what I gotta do Do what I gotta do Do the that I That I Just sitting on top world <laughs> so in this actual battle of round 10 billboard had brandy as taking the win um i would agree with that uh i definitely would concur uh, but right before round 11 came in monica um discussed what i would refer to as a moment of realism and what she speaks about herself and who she is as an individual and how she understands exactly who she is. She doesn't pretend to be anything other than her complete, authentic self, regardless of how other people may interpret her or her ways. Um, she even gave an example as to indicate that she's been called everything under the sun, probably, but a child of God. Um, Example, she's been referred to as ghetto and things of that sort. And that's probably why I probably resonated closer to Monica growing up than actually with Brandy. Only because, like I said, Brandy had this very, you know, good girl next door image, you know, very clean cut, which is fine. But, you know, I wasn't that person. So for me, Monica was more a great representation of the energy space I was in growing up because I think Monica and me are about what, two years apart. So definitely felt more 
of a um, connection energetically at times with Monica versus Brandy. Um, but yeah, to hear her speak of her authenticity as it relates to her and being courageous enough to be who you are regardless. And this is what I always stress, like be you even if you isn't being popularized, even when being you doesn't get likes and you know attention still fucking be you right yeah and so um to hear this woman speak like this and to talk about how she understands her purpose and understands that whatever she's doing is still and always will be to give God his glory I was so impressed by Monica even more than I was ever before so uh huge shout out to your girl Monica for that like she's so epic right she is so freaking epic you guys both women but that really 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 resonated so shout out to you monica so in rounds 11 uh monica played her track still standing which features ludicrous and brandy played her borderline track so let me just jump into that briefly
take the time to run that back because that's a very very nice song um one of the more recent songs um that has come out but yeah really uh take the time to play that in its entirety i guarantee you're gonna really love it um so for the next round which is round 12 rounds 12 through 20 i'm just gonna give you the feedback i'm not gonna play the songs because i'm once you know borrow time uh, so, uh, yeah, just to get through this in the next 15 minutes, um, you got shit to do. I got other things to do. <laughs> so let's get to it. Um, round 12 pretty much went like this. Oh, but before I just jump into round 12, I don't know if I made a note of saying this or not, but Billboard chose for round 11, the winner is Monica. Um, and I stand in attendance with that ruling. <laughs> I definitely do. Um, round 12, um, Monica played her song Commitment versus Brandy's Love Again featuring Daniel Caesar. So in round 12, Monica's song that she played for us is her, uh, a new song off of her um, album. It's titled Commitment. And I tell you no lies, this is probably one of my favorite songs of the night, of that night. Um, deep, deep message behind it. You know me, I'm totally in love. So this uh, song resonated so heavily. Um, but yeah, beautiful song. She actually uh, discussed how it was an independent song, which she had like an all-female uh, involvement on this album. Uh, and it went to number one, so that's really super dope for her. Um, and the song that she uh, made... Um, totally you guys listen to the song commitment like it's super dope um and i just always appreciate monica's energy brandy's energy um and this event like i said i'm gonna keep it real there were some moments i wish they could have been cutting a rug dancing some more and a little bit more energy but for the most part their songs are timeless they're timeless so it was much appreciated i don't know if you guys know you should know but if you didn't another fun fact um that was discussed in this battle event is um if you didn't know Ludacris and Monica are cousins they're related and so a lot of people probably didn't even know that shit but you know I did um and many of you guys did but for my listeners who didn't know there's a fun fact for you if you didn't catch the um event they's cousins which is awesome because Luda is fucking dope as hell so you can totally see the family strong resemblance when it comes to amazing music right so then we had um brandy hit us with her track love again featuring daniel caesar so i'm gonna just be honest brandy's love again featuring daniel caesar is an amazing song um billboard has has brandy taking the win for this round i honestly think it's a tie um, in my opinion, but you know, I am I encourage you to hear that song also. Uh 
it's uh, fairly new as well. I think Monica's commitment, she said, was out for like a year and some change. I think uh, Love Again is off of Brandy's latest album, Brandy 7, or the number 7's on the album, but you could totally look um, online to find exactly what album is on. I'm guessing it's her latest album. But um, yeah, dope song. So then we went on to uh, round 13. Yeah, because you know versus the 20 fucking rounds, right? Yeah, you know. Round 13. So before they even went into round 13, uh, Brandy took a moment to explain the whole The Boy Is Mine collaboration and how exactly she released that song. Um, According to Brandy, she said that um, the song was written, but she knew it was missing something and she felt like it was missing Monica's vocals. So um, that's how that song came about. In fact, <laughs> Shadely, I want to say Shadely, but in, you know, with in, in, in all funness, right? Uh, Brandy makes a comment and goes, uh, well, we're going to sing The Boy Is Mine, you know, you own it. So I guess Monica owns the right <laughs> to Boy Is Mine. I'm, I'm, Yeah, I felt like that was a little under the belt type of shade thrown but you know we grown women we could take it as we dish it so um they played the blue the boy is mine and um going 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 forward round 13 uh we had usher featuring monica's slow jam versus brandy's featuring chris brown's put it down um billboard has monica for winning that round Round 14, we had Monica's The First Night versus Brandy's Who Is She To You, uh, which is a really dope song with this like kind of aphrodisiac vibe to it, um, the Who Is She To You song from Brandy, um, and I would concur with Billboard's decision to rate that as a tie. Round 15, Monica's Knock Knock versus Brandy's Best Friend. Um, Y'all know Best Friend was a classic. I'm actually going to give my vote to Brandy's Best Friend. However, Billboard gave it to Monica. Um, This was actually... um, Best Friend started to blend into the theme song of Moesha. And because of that... You know, it, it, it was like a five-second teaser. And so Brandy don't want no problems, don't want no smoke, ain't trying to get sued. So obviously she didn't play the song in full. But again, that round was given to Monica. Round 16 was a was a classic round for me. Um, they put Monica's Before You Walk Out of My Life against Brandy sitting up in my room, which is phenomenal. Like... Uh, another one of those, oh my goodness, but I'm going to go with uh, Monica, sorry Brandy, before you walk out of my life. Billboard chose, ironically, Brandy sitting up in my room, so I'm not even upset with that. I mean, you can't go wrong choosing either one, right? Um, it's funny, because Monica actually broke down in this uh, round, um, the video that was shot in Los Angeles, um, when she did Before You Walk Out of My Life from the uh, Miss Thing album. And she says this is actually one of her favorites to sing to this present day. While Brandy discussed um, linking up with 
one of her personal favorites, Babyface. Babyface is everybody's personal favorite. Is he not? Um... But, um, yeah, she goes on to um, discuss the first time she did a... She linked and worked with Babyface and um, how she got a record shout-out from Biggie on a Life After Death album. So, great flex by Brandy, according to Billboard. I would have to agree. She she kind of notably... It would appear she had that round. Again, like I said, I, I went with Before You Walk Out of My Life. It was more personal for me. Um, round 17 with Monica's Every Time <clears throat> the Beat Drop versus Brandy's and Kanye's West's Talk About Love. The round for Billboard went to Brandy. Uh, this was a... Um, well, Monica's song was actually a Jermaine Dupri hit. And I think it kind of showed, a lot of people would be, would feel like it showed uh, Monica's versatility um, when it comes to singing. However, still, Billboard gave the win to Brandy with her re-edition. Um, I think she really got that because of her singing to Sam Cooke's A Change Is Gonna Come uh, before she actually played her song. But uh, we are actually living in a moment of change coming or change already being present, right? So um, she goes on to stress the importance of voting this year, you guys. November's election. Get out there and vote. And, you know, just... Stressing how important it is to stay positive during these, you know, these times, these these very unpredictable times that we're living in. So moving forward, round 18 was Monica's sideline ho <laughs> versus Brandy's put that on everything. And the win went to Monica. Number 19 was Brandy's When You Touch Me versus Keisha Cole's Trust featuring Monica and um, Billboard also gave that win to Brandy Um, which I guess I would agree in a sense Um, yeah I guess I I don't have any disputes on that but uh, round 20 last song of the night was my favorite Uh, it was Monica featuring Lil Wayne's Just Right For Me versus Brandy's Have You Ever. Now, uh, Billboard gave it to Brandy. Have You Ever is an amazing song. It actually... um, Hit the, I believe... I'm not even sure. I think it hit the 100 chart, if I'm not mistaken. But either way, um, Have You Ever is an amazing song that really stresses beautiful uh, vocal control. It's a, it's a lovely ballad, to say the, to say the least. Um, but, you know, I'm biased, um, in a sense, when it comes to Wazy. So, um, I gave the win for round 20 
to Monica for her song of Just Right For Me. Now you guys, if you haven't, sorry for the door slamming, if you hear the door slamming in the background, moving around, folks, moving around. But um, that video is fucking amazing. Like, this is a very fun video that I thought was a great way to end the battle. So shout out to Monica for an amazing song. Shout out to Brandy for an amazing song. Um, shout out to Lazy. And um, yeah, shout out for just an epic night and music on August 31st. And you guys, I hope you enjoyed my commentary on the battle. Um, you know, I'm always um, open-minded to feedback, things you liked about what I said or didn't like or agreed with or didn't agree with. But at the end of the day, I believe collectively we are all just thankful for such an honorable night and to witness music the way we're witnessing it despite us going through this pandemic and being very limited on how we can enjoy ourselves when it comes to music, right? So shout out to the whole team of Versus and everybody who's involved, all the hip-hop media outlets, all the artists that be in the building showing love and homage, all the fans. Like, where would the artists be without the fans, right? So just shout out to everybody in attendance and music, hip-hop, R&B. Shout out to black people for just doing what we do so eloquently. Shout out to the human race, right? So, you guys, we're coming to a closing. I hope you have an appreciation for this episode. I'm really glad to do it for you. And uh, enjoy your Labor Day weekend. I will touch bases with you guys next week. What another awesome episode for you to listen to. You guys enjoy your weekend. Co loves you. <laughs> Later, you guys. <laughs> Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone.